We're live. We're live on a Saturday night at almost midnight. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. There's cowboy shit going on right now. If you are oh. live with us, you are following the AEW Full Gear pay-per-view from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We have a new world champion. And cowboy, new. cowboy shit. Yes, cowboy, cowboy shit. shit. <laughs> Everyone's yelling cowboy shit. I'm Kev Calm. That is Rick Uchino. That is Jeremy Bennett. We are live following AEW Full Gear. Let's get right into it. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. Watch out! Watch out, watch out, watch out. If you are live with us, go ahead and share the link so you don't stink. Uh, hammer that like button. Let us know what you think. All right? Share the link so you don't stink. Let us know what you think. All right, rhymes. It all rhymes. Uh, Rick Ocino, you're really up late here for having children yourself, uh, right? This is this is late. Uh, yeah, it's a bit late. Uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm rolling on two hours of sleep. I felt like WrestleMania 35 all over again. I'm sitting, this is just me, because it's not like this pay-per-view went until 2 in the morning, but I'm sitting yeah. there going... My God. Did we it have, go too long? We have four matches left and I can't keep my damn eyes open. Like, But it but went too long it, for you, right? Didn't it? It's, it went too long me, for you it, watching it at home. It's a me problem. A four-hour pay-per-view is nothing. At least it shouldn't be. But in my particular situation, I'm like, yeah, let's let's wrap this shit. <laughs> now, this, is in my wheel, uh, this is in my wheelhouse. I might head to the bar after this, so. Maybe celebrate, <laughs> maybe celebrate with a little hangman wiser. Oh, hell yeah. Ah, yeah, you, yeah, you people, you're making your, you people with your free time and your lack of responsibilities. Don't yeah. run that shit in. I gotta go grab a dog. I gotta go get a dog in the morning, though. I got a dog sit for a week, so yep. there we go. There's sit. my responsibilities for the week. There you go. All right, there we go. All right, I'm I'm right there. I'm right there with you with drinking cold one right there. Well, I'm drinking the, going in and out. I know I'm doing I'm doing diet there. Pepsi for now, but. You're you're a responsible person there. It's a battle of the brands. It's, it is. <laughs> it's Survivor Series. Do, do, boo, boo, tribalism. Boo. Tribalism. There we go. There's uh, tribalism right everywhere. We're, we're talking AEW full gear. If you're live with us, go ahead and sound off. Let us know what you think of it there. Jeremy throwing up your comments on the screen there. Sue Jones saying this that's fantastic. Congratulations, Hangman. We do have a new AEW world champion, Adam Hangman Page, defeating Kenny Omega. <clears throat> For the world title, a long delayed payoff here. Did it oh. pay off for you oh. guys? Oh, cowboy shit, baby! Yes, this was uh, this was the ultimate story that was being told through uh, over the course of basically two years from when uh, you know, and basically it was it was just just so cool to see that play out on the on the buildings in Minneapolis as, as Hangman is riding his horse down the street. I thought that was a great entrance to show kind of uh, wrap up everything that's happened in this whole journey for Hangman Page and I thought the match completely delivered. I thought it was very interesting that the Young Bucks gave Hangman a little nodski. Very interesting. We'll see how that plays out later and then also uh, like Rick had, I think Rick had tweeted this, but I had, uh, we had we had been talking about this forever. We figured this would be the moment that someone kicks out of the one-winged angel, but that didn't even get attempted tonight. So uh, overall, I thought the match delivered. It was main event caliber, great storytelling, and cowboy shit, baby. Rick? <clears throat> I got to be honest. I, I, thought, I, I thought the ending with the Young Bucks was a little flat. 
just a, a, a little flat. And I don't know if it's because I had it built up in my mind that we were going to get that one winged angel kick out and the entire crowd was going to be losing their damn minds. And, you know, all of a sudden Kenny would go for it again and he, he, Hangman would counter, he'd hit him with something and then hit the buckshot lariat. I just thought, I thought the, the, the young bucks on the outside was just a little too uh, poetic, you know, for me. It, it, I don't know how it came off for the, for the crowd. And maybe the crowd was a little bit confused because the, the crowd was down. When you yeah. want to build up to that big ending like that, you want to continuously build up. You don't want to build up and then come back down. They did that several times tonight where I think they ended the match at kind of like an awkward point where it wasn't like, all right, here's the mm. damn finish. We know it's coming. We're excited. We're ramping up for it. Women's uh, title was a good example of that. Exactly. Yeah. They Britt Baker should have, we'll, we'll get to this, but Britt Baker should have won on the uh, second curb stop after she hit Ty Kotze mm -hmm. on the steel, <clears throat> uh, steel steps. Uh, so the ending to the match itself fell a little flat to me because it didn't have that smooth, crescendo straight up didn't have but, the umph. didn't have the yeah, umph it, you were it looking for the, yeah it didn't have the umph. it was uh but other than that man yeah no the match 100 delivered those two beat the absolute hell out of each other a lot of a lot of landing <clears throat> like on the back of the neck and top yeah. of the head there was a lot of times i found myself audibly going oh shit jesus a lot of middle uh, fingers tonight too yeah, a lot of middle fingers, a lot of MFs. Uh, this <laughs> a lot of M a lot of MFs. <laughs> this is a, definitely a PG. We're on pay per view. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you wouldn't see that uh, on um, on Friday night on Fox. That's for yeah. damn sure. Yeah. Because uh, you don't need to. Yeah. And Tony Schiavone calling the Bucks dipshits. Oh, oh the dipshits are here. <laughs> oh, here come the dipshits. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Overall, so good. though, yes, this is. This was the culmination of one of the greatest long-term storytellings, long-term bookings, stories, whatever the hell you want to call it. This is exactly how it needed to end. This was the perfect time to strike while the iron was hot. They gave us just a little bit of uh, a doubt early in the night, like, oh, damn, maybe maybe Hangman's not going to win with Brian Danielson being yeah. the new number one contender. But no. But this uh, isn't WWE, so. Yeah, this was... Um, <laughs> This was the right time. I know the money is in the chase, but eventually you got to find the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And Hangman Adam Page found his pot tonight, and it was the right call for sure. Yeah, there would have been a riot. There would have been a riot if he wouldn't have won. If he would not have won tonight, there would have been a riot because it's like you made us wait this long for that payoff, and you're not going to give it to us. And I know yeah, I saw a lot of people were worried after Brian Danielson had won that match. and But, man, thank God. And, and uh it's a moment and you know that championship celebration is going to be a whole lot of fun uh uh with the hangman this week i did like the, i did like the hot sorry sorry to cut you off Kev. i did right. like the dark order coming out and they're like yeah. hey we got we got a beer for you and he's like f that nope. beer give me a hug damn me. Hug. give me a hug. hug time brother's hug now it's worth noting i saw a lot of people speculate online here i watched the match i enjoyed it uh, I, I think you guys kind of carry the sentiment more with Rick on this, where I thought, damn good, fine main event. But was it two years worth the wait? No. Like, there's a lot of things you can do with two years worth the wait. Was this worth two years worth the wait and a $50 payoff? Well, it was, well, the the two I'm years. I'm on the fence. I could watch it again. Yeah. And maybe my mind chains. I'm, I'm fresh off the show. This was, a, this was a fine main event. 
This is a fine pay-per-view. It felt like a pay-per-view that was worth $50. Was the payoff at the end of the show worth $50? I don't know yet. Yeah. Well, I think two years is basically from when he lost to Jericho, but the story with 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 uh, Kenny Omega has been more of the you course of a year. can't swing the needle, Jeremy. This was the payoff. This was yeah. the story. This was everything from when they started to now, all right? And was it as good as that? I don't know. Yeah. Was it as good as worth the production of let's shut down a street in a, in a major American city so we can have someone walk out on a horse? That was cool. I loved now it. you got to pay it off. Yeah. Now, now you got to give them the stake. Was it the stake? It was a damn good match. But you built this thing up with expectations that I'm saying they're very good. But there's 100% of expectations. Did you get past 85? I don't know yet. I'm not putting doubt in anyone's mind. If you watch this show and you had a good time, let it be known. Hammer the like button. Let me know what you think here. Uh, Juan Gonzalez says, yes, it was worth it. So he he's feeling it was good here. Kamar um, Bro saying, uh, here, Ricky Cussell, that was a long match. It was great. I, long, I don't, I don't long think. does not equate great. Here's not always. So like, I, we have to hammer that out. Guys, <clears throat> I, I disagree with Rick. I thought it was too short. Yeah, it was 25 minutes was about the length of it. I agree. I think they were coming up on the pay-per-view window and they needed more time here. Tony, uh, in, in his... Uh, Media briefing on Thursday said, look, the pay-per-view is going to be four hours. This some bitch cut off at 1159 uh, p.m. Yep. So how long was that? On, it was four right hours on the dot, on the dot dang, yep. dang near. Um, and there was also a spot where you heard it plain as day uh, in the match that happened before it, the, the big Minneapolis street fight with American top team. You could hear Jericho running in saying, we got to go. We got to go. We got to yeah. go. We got to go, go home. And then go the home. match was over about five minutes after that uh, Jericho did that spot. So you could tell that they were trying to speed this up so they could get this sucker done before midnight. I don't know if, I don't know why they had to get it done or they felt like they had to get it done before midnight, but it did feel like there was some time that was cut off of the main event that I don't think you needed to cut off. I would have been happy if this match would have gone another 35, not another 35, but gone 35 as Up opposed to 35. To yeah. And then you could add the stuff like, uh, you know, hangman kicking out of the one winged angel and things like that. You could have, uh, you know, added those things, but then you, you know, you had, you went with the, uh, a different direction, protected that finisher, which, Hey, you know, there's no there's no shame in protecting the one winged angel. Still, we were hoping it would kick out. Uh, somebody would kick out of it. Nobody's kicked out of it in his entire career. So maybe, uh, well, maybe we, we not. were kind of right because it was Kenny who kicked out of the one winged angel. <laughs> right, good point. Good point. And, and, you know, so somebody did kick out of the one winged yeah. angel tonight. That was Nobody well. That was well executed. Finisher. No one kicks out of my finisher except me. What's your finisher? <laughs> well, it no, just no, came off. It, it abundantly came off like well. I can kick out of my finisher, but you can't kick out of my finisher. Yeah. I got that. He, it was because it was, there was a, it. there was a lot of sprinkles of, well, if I'm going to lose this belt, you do my finisher on me. And then I get to kick out of my finisher. This is these weird semantic ego games that were being played in this match. Yeah. But me. hypothetically, you should never lose on your own finisher because that guy delivering it is hypothetically, not... but that doesn't mean anything. This is professional wrestling where it's superheroes fighting each other. I mean, how many times is, in the attitude is, era, no, 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 Jeremy, Jeremy, this is two years worth the wait. Did it deliver? It was almost it there. It was just a little bit short for me. That doesn't mean I felt cheated. You know, 
I don't yeah. feel like super cheated by it. It was I mean, just a little bit short. It's a we had a whole we had a whole like... attitude era of people kicking out of each other's finishers. Yeah, and, and, that was and it never end, and it never <laughs> it, I, it never it never ended a match when somebody dropped a pedigree on Triple H. It never ended the match. But so. now you've reverted things to meaning something. So now when they mean something and you break something, then you're breaking a real stone. Then it means something. This was yeah. supposed to mean something, Jeremy. Does it mean as much as it was supposed to mean? That's well, all I'm asking everyone to say. I, I, I think yeah. I, I look. Yes. All right. In that sense, yes. Hangman Adam Page is the AEW World Champion. They could not have told this story better. the The only <clears throat> thing that is keeping this from you know being you know filet mignon as opposed to a, a really good you know porterhouse is just that that ending didn't quite crescendo all the way to the three count. And, and why didn't it? Because we had to have the Dark Order. We had to have the Bucks. We had to have too many other people out there besides the two guys fighting for the world title. What did I tell you on Thursday, Rick? We did the inside cradle. I said they were going to have too many people out in the ring. And what did they do? They almost had too many people out in the ring. And they, they had they just enough it, people. Because it was really only Don Callis that got you know involved. And you knew yeah. that he was going to. Sure. What I didn't want, and this is what we were talking about. What I didn't want was the, the gang war shit where, oh, well, here comes the Young Bucks. Okay, yeah. now the Dark Order is getting involved in the match. And now people are hitting Kenny Omega. And now somebody hit Paige with the belt. And this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. That's what I didn't want. We didn't get that. Yeah. And you know, if you look back at Rampage, that that... <clears throat> that promo that Adam Page cut backstage where he basically said, where he was talking to the Bucks saying, look, I'm sorry, we're even. If you screw me over tomorrow night, I will end you. And that yeah. was them paying off, you know, that promo from that night is, look, the Young Bucks came down, but they didn't screw him over. They were like, all right, you know what? F it. It is your time. Hit that buckshot, Larry, yeah. young son, and go. My only issue was it kind of makes Kenny Omega look doofusy because he was just kind of standing there doing the mortal combat wobble for a few <laughs> seconds Finish him. um but he did just get a buckshot lariat to the back of the head so it, it is two of them is. didn't it wasn't it two yeah it was a couple yeah uh, he got one from behind and he got another one i'm just kev's turned <laughs> kev's turned into bernie over here <laughs> we but, get it kev's <laughs> like i said i'm 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 nitpicking there because i had something built up in my mind how i wanted to see it and yeah. i don't think the crowd I don't think the crowd was ready. I don't think they thought that the match was going to be over at that point. Yeah. Um, but and I don't, I don't think, I think if they would have done maybe a more of a visual cue with the young bucks, cause the crowd didn't, I don't know if the crowd kind of caught on. They would have had to been watching the monitors in order to see the nod from the bucks. Maybe. So yeah. maybe if they did a little more visual cue, just, just like pointing at Omega or something like that, maybe it would have been a little more effective. Uh, of course us at home saw it perfectly, but I don't yeah. know if the crowd, I don't, it's kind of hard to tell with the people that were in the crowd. And they did that a lot tonight. That was that's one of my big complaints is there there wasn't like there were at least four or five of these matches where they're just the the ending just came out of nowhere. And then the crowd was like, Oh hell, hell, we weren't expecting that. Oh yay, Britt Baker. And why do you think that happened? I don't know. I, they I just didn't edit themselves. They didn't produce the matches to end in a certain way no one stopped themselves from saying i want this 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 let me get this 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 no you have eight minutes so let's make sure we get eight minutes let's make sure we get 25 let's make sure we make sure we get 30 minutes there were there was a lot of people being <sighs> there was only one match i saw tonight 
where I felt like, and mind you, I had a problem with BR Live. Did anyone else have a beer, problem with BR Live? A major no, I went straight to Bleacher Report. I didn't do the BR Live. I went straight to Bleacher Report, and I didn't have any issues whatsoever. All right, so I went through BR Live, and I couldn't watch the pay-per-view until almost 8. So, Because <clears throat> I thought I they got rid of BR so, Live. So there will be some matches where I just I pin to you guys to see what happens. Yeah. I thought they my got favorite, rid of BR Live and infused uh, it with Bleacher Report, I thought. My favorite pay per view is my favorite pay per view wrestler of all time is Brian Danielson, and I need to see him wrestle tonight. So, my 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 issue is with that. I was like, give me HBO Max, I'm yeah. paying for it. Get a live channel on it. Don't mess with me anymore. Give me Fight TV. I know where it is. I have yeah. the app. It's fine. It Be works. Live. I I delete it. I upload it. I only get it when I'm having a day WWE pay per view. And, and this is where products. and this is where you know we've been spoiled by WWE over the last few yeah. years is because we basically get these pay per views for free. Uh, it's it's nine ninety nine or thirteen ninety nine, whatever the hell it, it the the inflation has been since uh, the inception of the network. The only issues that we've had is yes, we don't have to pay fifty bucks for these pay per views uh, that we get every month. But you're at the will of the peacock gods now that hoping that that uh, that app works unless you're there in person <laughs> here. Um, eight commentary teams at once. <laughs> but again, if, if I do have problems with peacock, at least I'm going, well, it's just a nine ninety nine uh, subscription as opposed to if I got problems with Bleacher Report, I just shelled out 50 bucks. Yeah. And I got to order it on my phone and hope that the authentication works on my on my laptop to be able to connect to my TV or my Roku or all these other things. They don't have the symmetry between the apps. They don't have the proper layout. You can say all the other crap you want about WWE. You get Peacock, you get the pay-per-view. If it's down, they give it back to you as soon as possible. You're not going to get this back on BR Live within a few hours. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, right? But if you're international, you got Fight TV, and it was a better presentation than BR Live. And I'm not the only person saying this. You know, I'm not the only person saying this. I think... AEW would benefit greatly from partnering up with some kind of a streaming service. I think HBO Max uh, makes a ton of sense. I Gentlemen, would... we got we to gotta go to the arena. We got to go to the arena right now in. in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Gotta run in. Joining us right now, <clears throat> we're going to put him up solo on the screen there. How you doing there, Sid? SP3 live from Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Target Center. Uh, Sid, I know you're leaning your head into the speaker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch it to you. Just give me 60 seconds, your quick thoughts. On the pay-per-view tonight, full gear, your thoughts, your takeaways, big moments that maybe someone didn't see at home. Uh, I thought the show was fantastic. Um, just especially like the first four or five matches just always hit great matches back to back to back to back to back. Um, there was probably just two matches that were on like the weaker <laughs> side in like Britt Baker versus Ty Conti, which was still solid. And uh, Pac and Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black and Andrade Alilio. Uh, the opener is honestly one of the best AEW matches I've ever seen live in Darby Allen and MJF. Same thing could be said for the main event because there was just a whole vibe and, you know, just atmosphere, big fight feel uh, for that main event. And to finally see Hangman complete his story after two and a half years, it, it just made for the perfect ending to the show. And I was actually sitting right next to my my friend that actually went to All Out, and I asked him, what was the better show? And he said, tonight, because top to bottom, there was no bad matches, everything delivered, and you just got four hours of great professional wrestling. Uh, Absolutely. Thank you so much, SB3. For for those watching, why is SB3 turning the camera? Headphones, man. That's what's going on. 
Rick Sid, Gale, I, I, yeah, Sid, I did, Sid, I did want to ask you about the uh, the finish uh, since you were in the crowd. Now, you were up pretty close. Your teeth were pretty sweet, by the way, for anybody who didn't see uh, his uh, his tweets this evening. Uh, pretty damn sweet. Um, the thing that I – the problem I had with the, – the only problem I had with the main event was the actual ending itself because it just – it seemed like it fell a little bit uh, flat because it kind of crescendoed up, and then they kind of dropped it down. They didn't keep that momentum – uh, going and I think a lot of that had to do with the young bucks uh, coming down and I think everybody in the crowd kind of thought maybe they were going to get involved in some way shape or form was there any kind of confusion with what was going on did you guys think that that was going to be the ending of the match and then or what you know just how surprised were you when the three count happened um yeah it was a little bit surprising that that was it I think a lot of people were expecting um hangman to kick out of the one wing angel i think that was probably why um it came off like that to a couple of people for me and everyone else in the crowd i mean they popped huge for uh the victory and i think i think the the peak of the match was the the one wing angel kick out from uh hangman to kenny so you kind of had to finish the match like immediately after that and it's very similar to uh, finish that you usually see a lot in like big match new japan matches so you can really see that the layout for this match was by kenny omega because this felt like a g1 climax type of like main event type of matchup and just the storytelling the callbacks to all the great <laughs> matches that last year's full gear there was like three callbacks to that yeah. opener of last year's full gear match so just if you're a, pay a fan that pays attention there was nothing to be disappointed about with this main event Sid, follow up here. You not just that match. We have we talked mostly about here Kenny and and now the new champion. How about Brian Danielson? The reaction for him, him defeating Miro. What what was that like? Ah, uh, the Brian Danielson match was a really really great match. Um, it was like a David versus Goliath match. But what what I've been noticing with AEW, they don't treat brian danielson like wwe treated daniel bryan where he's always the underdog he's always the smaller competitor you could visually see that in aew but he works like he's a heavyweight and yeah. that's what made this match like really beautiful to watch i honestly thought miro was gonna win until the the uh, you know the final like top rope uh ddt move that he did and then eventually the uh choke out for the victory so i thought that match was great uh, like I said, the opener opener was just I don't think I don't think a lot of people are going to talk about that opener, but that opener was excellent. Like MJF, Darby Allen had this min this Minneapolis crowd on their feet, on fire. Dual they chance, had a lot of time. Like, that was the, the most surprising thing because I thought when you look at the whole the whole crowd, the whole card, um, this is like the the most bona fide babyface versus heel matchup. But MJF is just so good at what he does and. Me, along with other people, were cheering from. I had to just be a New Yorker and cheer for my fellow New Yorkers. So that's why I did it. True. So the, the thing that I love most about that match was I wasn't expecting it to be some kind of like technical wrestling showcase, but that's exactly what it what it turned out to be. And then they kind of played into that story as well, where he said, "Look, I can beat Darby Allen with a headlock takeover." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he hit him with the dynamite diamond yeah. ring, but then he still beat the MFR with a headlock takeover. He so, still did yeah, it. <laughs> the, 
one, I've, I've said before that I think Darby Allen, you know, everybody looks at him as this daredevil and this high flyer, and he uses, you know, his agility and everything. The guy is a really solid technical wrestler as well, and, yeah. and MJF underrated as well, and those two definitely showed out tonight. You don't get a whole lot of standing ovations these days for technical wrestling because we just don't yeah. see that kind of showcase that often anymore. Yeah, and you know when you bill it as two of the four pillars of the company, and you have those two guys lead off a pay per view, and they deliver like that, it, it makes you feel good because you 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 feel good that these are going to be the guys to lead you in the present and to lead you in the future. And uh, when they put that moniker on them, you know it could it could you know it could cause a lot of pressure, and you could fold under that pressure. And these guys proved that they did not fold under that pressure when they were uh, tasked with leading off a pay per view tonight. Sid, before we have you sign off here, I appreciate that. Just if you can poke your head to the ear. Uh, any, uh, nah, any, I just saw Britt Baker going to uh, across the street at the hotel. So don't chase her like, for a photo. Don't go get, go don't, get some don't dental work her for a photo. You're on duty right now. Get Sid. some dental oh, no, work. No, 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 no. I never, I never ask for photos unless it's Thunder Rosa. <laughs> you did get a photo with Thunder Rosa tonight. I, I do want to ask you: Is there anything you saw in the crowd tonight? Maybe something interesting that maybe you didn't expect from an AEW crowd tonight. Maybe something we couldn't see on television that you got to see. Little notes, little things you got to see in the seats there in the Target Center. Um, I mean, there wasn't really. I was just really blown away by like the crowd response because you know Minnesota, Minneapolis is not known as one of the louder cities, but they even were right for up WWE, there with, like, even Chicago for WWE, yeah. New York. Um, as far as like seeing the any stuff that I saw from the seats, not nah, honestly, it was just the energy where you can you could tell the matches that they were invested in. Like, like I said, they were into you know Britt Baker, but they really weren't into the match with Ty Conti. They were into booing Cody Rhodes out of the building, but they weren't into the tag match that no. they had. But those two matches happen, and then Punk and Eddie Kingston have, and you're thinking the crowd is tired, and then they just shot back up, and they just had a whole burst of energy for that matchup. And, like, it was it's amazing how great Eddie Kingston is as a babyface that he made this crowd boo CM Punk. This crowd <laughs> went that's from it. cheering CM Punk nonstop to booing him. It was, yeah. it was amazing to watch. Yeah, that, and that's the one thing that I was going to think uh, I was going to bring up uh, here. You know, the the crowd reaction with CM Punk. It's almost like, wait a minute, hold on now. Is the honeymoon phase starting to come to an end here? Because Eddie Kingston did kind of pull off that miracle tonight, where everybody wanted to see Eddie uh, win this match. That they were booing CM Punk. And by the way, I think the biggest pop for me personally, Sid was when we got that five knuckle shuffle team uh, from from CM Punk tonight. That was uh that was damn oh, damn good. Man, you know you noticed that, that you noticed that timer. yeah you noticed that Punk looked at the crowd too when they started booing him. Like, oh are we gonna oh like I think you could see the wheels turning in Punk's head when he got booed. He's like, oh maybe we can uh do a little something with this here in the future because uh he definitely he definitely noticed uh, uh the boos that were coming his way. I think he's been waiting for this. Yes, I think, I, yes, he, I agree. He, he has said it in some of his promos, like, hey, look, eventually you're going to get tired of cult of personality and me, seeing me in a wrestling ring, but I'm going to ride this wave until it's finally done. I think he's been waiting for a night like tonight where he gets a negative reaction. Sid. Yeah. yeah. Sid, just want to let you go here for a minute. I appreciate you doing this. I want to plug where they can get you. I know you're doing a whole bunch of different things for us and other outlets as well. 
Yes, they can find me on the Twitter machine at True Hill SP3. I'll be back with Rick and Dutch uh, next Friday after SmackDown and Rampage. Um, I also am doing the pay-per-view preview uh, this coming week for Survivor mm-hmm. Series. So me and Kenny Bolin will be connecting this week to talk about some Survivor Series. I'll also be doing uh, some some interviews Survivor Series weekend. So stay on track for that. And, of course, over True Hill Heat YouTube channel, all our content is over there. Watch-alongs, uh, roundtable review tomorrow, 12.05 p.m. Eastern time. So check me out over there. Uh, Sid, I, may, I think you may be busy as well this saturday afternoon before survivor series oh yeah i will be whooping rick like he stole something Woo! Um, team rick is going down he's already got kevin who i set records against uh, <laughs> team. took him to the woodshed I'm, took him to I'm the woodshed Ho- Ho- jose jose to the promised land jose took a l to kev so we, uh, I'm balancing things out. Jose if took you an L to the Kim scores that and me and to Jose me. got against that, <laughs> I think we will beat the whole team of Team Rick. Oh, I love how Sid, Sid doesn't pause to listen. He just cuts the promo. Shots. <laughs> he just goes full. Jose, not only did Jose lose to Kev, but Jose lost to me twice. God uh, bless so. you. November, November 20th, all right, Saturday before Survivor Series. Stay tuned. Keep your alerts on. We'll be live that afternoon. Ooh. Sid, thank you so much. Get back to the hotel, buddy. Uh, crash out thank you it is cold out here and i'm not talking about new york cold so i appreciate all of y'all midwest (laughs) cold midwest cold see you sid yeah (laughs) take care uh, sid a lot of Uh, of people who uh who have never i I know media people from california and florida who are going (laughs) into minnesota tonight they're like what the fuck is this yeah, wake well, up, wake it didn't up. Didn't take too long for these boys. It didn't take too long for these boys. Tonight's AEW pay per view was a thousand times better than all WWE pay per views. It 10, has 000. to be. 10, it has to be. We have to compare. We have to compare. Uh, let's jump into your matches on the show here. He covered some of them. Brian Danielson defeats Miro in the World Title Eliminator Finals. He is the next shot at Hangman Page, the new champion here, defeating Miro. He's been in AEW less than a few months. And is already probably the top guy in the company next to the world champion. Probably even bigger now than Kenny Omega when things fall where they are. Uh, yeah. What do you guys think of this match? I got cut off in the pay-per-view Michigash with it. Jeremy, your take. Uh, I thought it was really hard hitting. Uh, very well done between those two. Some great psychology working, uh, you know, working the body part. But these two guys, uh, you know, they, they're not any strangers to each other. They did wrestle in WWE as well. Uh, but And and as Brian, uh, as uh, Danielson had mentioned in his promo, you know, Miro has grown since then, and you could see it in this match. They put together a great, hard-hitting 20-minute match that uh, really could have went either way. Uh, you know, I picked Miro to win this because I thought John Moxley was going to originally win the uh, tournament and start a feud with Hangman Page. But, uh, you know, I'm happy that, that Brian got the win here. Uh, you know, he's still undefeated in AEW. Um Whenever they decide to do uh, the title match with Hangman, probably going to be on a special Dynamite edition. I don't think they're going to drag this out all the way to Revolution just because it's face versus face. But um, we're going to see yet another great title match once we get uh, once we get that one going with those two guys. Ricky, get in there. Yeah, this is this one. I was I was conflicted on because I kind of see it as a as a lose lose situation because whomever comes out on top of this match, I don't see them beating Hangman Adam Page. No. Um. So, <laughs> you know, I I could be wrong. I would hope that they wouldn't spend two years building up the Hangman's big title win just to have him drop it to oh. somebody else in a month or, or or two. Um. I mean, it would add a sense of realism to it, but let's not like 
Let's not do that. All right. You can make the decisions. We don't have to be too real with it. Um, yeah. Wrestling. So I'd hope that he'd have at least a little bit. Uh, so in, in that effect, I was kind of happy that Brian Danielson won this matchup tonight because when Miro finally does get a shot at the AEW World Championship, that MFR better freaking win it and he better hold it for a very, very, very long time. Uh, yeah. I think that's part of the reason why Miro wasn't in the tournament in the first place. So uh, the match itself, yes, very, very hard hitting. I like that uh, that Miro didn't tap. Miro didn't get pinned. He got choked out. It's a believable way for a guy like Daniel Bryan, a submission specialist, uh, to win this matchup over uh, just a, a, a brute. Um, you know, uh, so I, I thought overall the match was right. I think in the end they they made the right decision putting it on Brian Danielson. And now, yeah, let's let's cowboy shit this up. Let's get going <laughs> with uh, Danielson and and Hangman. But I think uh, Hangman also, if this is going to be his first title defense, beating Brian Danielson in your first title defense really kind of sets off that championship run on the right foot there. Yeah. Yeah, and like Nick in the chat here, when's Lana come? When Miro pointed to the sky, I thought she was going to show up. You know, I, he was pointing to the sky, asking God, why is why is this not going my way? I thought Lana was going to show up there. He's a man of faith, Jeremy. Yeah. But He's a man uh, of faith. I thought that was a spot for uh, Lana to come out there, but not yeah, I don't know. It's a spot for God. That's what it's a spot for. His okay. Lord and Savior. See, here's the thing, though. Lana's been in AEW as a reference character for months now. So, yeah. like, my hot wife, <laughs> my hot double jointed wife. Make sure to throw in double jointed down below. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, so she's paint the picture, Jeremy. Why I not? Would, I would love it's like a Harlequin I would, novel. <laughs> I would love to see Lana in AEW. I think it'll happen eventually, but uh, I don't think they need to rush into it uh, no. at this point. So. They don't need to sign up for that double standard. People, she's pretty. When Lana comes out, but they boo her if she walked out in WWE. They don't need to sign up for that. I think she's pretty busy with her career right now too. Yeah. Anyway, so. yeah, she's got she's got tons of other stuff going. Yeah, uh, let's jump in this one. This tag team opener, Lucha Brothers, FTR, wild one, wild one from SP3. What do you think, guys? Um, I think if you did a drinking game, uh, <laughs> take a shot every time there was a super kick, uh, you would have been passed out by uh, what eight fifteen. Yeah. Uh, roughly uh central time jeremy your take uh <laughs> hey uh props to mikey ruckus for uh remixing that lucha bros theme i love it um i thought this was great i thought ftr was going to win once they got the masks out i thought uh they were going to overturn that uh decision because the wrong guy got pinned right, I, exactly. thought, I thought they were going to restart the match and ftr was going to come out the uh the champion uh so a little uh a little odd there at the end but uh again i mean these are two of the best tag teams on the planet. So no surprise that we got a, a great showing from those guys. Just a little odd of a finish. Yeah, this was the first one of the night where I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on with the finish? <laughs> because, yeah, you had uh, Cash go down and, and put on the green mask. And, yeah, so he's not the legal guy, so but he's the fresh guy. So he gets in there, and then he gets his ass kicked, and he ends up getting getting pinned. And it's really, really confused. And the, the crowd was kind of, again – trying to crescendo to a finish they do this mass stuff and it's like the crowd comes back down and then all of a sudden they 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 hit the double move to the lucha bros oh my god rick it's almost like someone didn't step in and tell them not to do something well you don't know how shit's gonna work out kevin until you <laughs> actually do it yes uh, so you don't know how shit's gonna work plans, out you, you don't get out of your own bullshit that's why you don't do that because you don't suspend yourself to the idea of a story that's bigger than yourself that's an issue 
and it keeps becoming an issue. Mind you, the matches that were great on this played within their limitations. And I'm even talking about Hangman Page. And that, and that even had the other BS of people got to get themselves in the main event. Right. You know, Puff, uh, it's Sean, uh, Sean Puff Diddy Combs, right? It was the West Coast rappers ripping them. Look at you showing yourself up in the music video, getting yourself in this song, putting yourself in this thing. Same thing in this match too, man. This is the yeah. same thing. I, I'm, not, I'm not broken on this record. And, uh, I, just, I just think it's a simple case of overbooking. They had yeah. this idea, and it just didn't it just didn't work out well. And that was one of uh, a few instances uh, tonight. So, uh, the 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 match was fantastic. Uh, again, I if I see another super kick, you know, it's 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 going to be too soon if I ever see one again. Um, <laughs> but I'm just in that point now where I, I'm so over the super kick. So that's just a me. That's a me problem. Um, but yeah, the ending kind of fell flat. But overall, it was good. And the I thought the the Lucha Brothers hanging on to the titles was the right move. If you're if you're still with this 35 minutes in, let us know what you think of the show. Rate it one to ten. One to ten. Uh, one to ten. We'll give our ratings before the end of the show. I thought it was a fine show. I thought it was a very, very strong show. Uh, let's jump right into this here. Uh, let's talk about this, this women's title match here. AEW women's title match on the main card. Tay Conti all decked out in the Brazilian American cross-continental vibes. She comes out to take over the very over champion, the DMD yeah. of AEW, Britt Baker. Uh, this match was good. Mm-hmm. Felt a little bit rushed. Some interference, but still a strong match. But at no point did I ever buy that Tay Conti was taking this belt off Britt Baker. And that's why there was not as much energy in the crowd because they didn't buy it either. They don't. I, I think it's going to be a Thunder Rosa or Ruby Riot to take it off of her eventually. And so that's why the crowd wasn't quite into it. But they still, I still thought it was a great championship showing for Tay Conti uh, in a stage. You know, this is a, this is basically the biggest match of her career. I thought she looked real good in it. She is quickly becoming one of my favorite people to watch in AEW, uh, especially her quick strike, you know, kind of pump action kicks that she does in the, in oh, the yeah. corner. Yeah, uh, I like those. She's really, really smooth in the ring. Um, she's got a great personality. Uh, you know, you can see it come out as well. I was hoping that the crowd would be a little bit more behind her in this match and would be a little bit more invested in this match. And at, at, at this point, I just thought they were tired. And it wasn't until CM Punk's music hit that I'm like, oh, no, they were just asleep during that damn match for for whatever reason. And, you know, so I was a little disappointed that more people weren't into it. But, yeah, I think you make a good point that no point did anybody ever think that Ty Conti was actually going to win this. It was just trying to get to the inevitability of, OK, here comes Rebel. Uh, who's going to provide the distraction to allow Britt? Baker that's lame, to Rick. On top. Rick, that's lame. Inevitability is not a factor that AEW has purchased or promoted in their shows. But but the, they, the, and that's my biggest problem with Britt Baker matches is their the endings are usually the same. She the always ride keeps, great. The inevitability of it not great. She's gonna get some kind of outside interference when she should have lost the match. It's gonna enable her to put in the lockjaw and she's gonna win. I would it's like Triple H O three vibes all over it. Man. It sounds a lot like Roman Reigns over on SmackDown. It, yeah, yeah, but his are interesting. I, you believe at some point somebody could beat him for it. No, I don't. Not even, beat not, even close. not even close. I don't get that vibe with Roman Reigns at all. I know. I, I don't. I, have, I haven't believed that Roman Reigns is going to drop that belt in at any point, except for when he fought Brock Lesnar. Did I actually think that somebody could take that damn title off? But at the same point, I'm not like in. I'm not losing intrigue in it. You know what I mean? Like they they do the big entrance with Tay, and it's like cool, all right. But once the bell rings, no one bought it. 
I'm not I'm not being disingenuous. I'm not being lame. I'm not being mm-hmm. a I'm not being a, a shit talker. No one bought it. You didn't buy it, Jeremy. You're telling no. me you didn't buy it. So no, I'm like, I, I'm not I'm not talking crap about it. I, I think that I think the the thing is, is that the women's division, while it still has come a very, very long way uh from when AEW first first started a long out, ways to go. It 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 still does, yes. The talent is there. They mm-hmm. have really, really talented people in Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa and and yeah. yes, Ty Conti and uh, Jade Cargill still a little bit green, but she's that she's there as well. Chris Statlander's great, but you don't, and I don't mean this in a bad way. You don't have anybody who's on the star power level as Britt Baker. Yeah. You and that, and that's, the, and that'll come in time with those young women like Chris yes. Statlander, yes. uh, like take Conchie, even Anna Jay is another example. That's going to come Rosa in time. Is, Thunder Rosa is probably the only exception. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to, to build up to that. She's uh, a little more. Uh, she's a little more seasoned though than the others. Yes, but yes. yeah, and, and of course, and of course, uh, Ruby Soho. You know, is uh, which I. I almost. I think she's going to win the TBS t- title. I think, to be honest with you, I, I think, think that is earmarked for Jade Cardio. You think so? I don't oh, you think, think so. Nobody's taking down Jade. To be. Clear. I just. I don't know. I, I just. I. I just don't feel it with the backing with jade it's always these short matches and things like that and well, she's being built to look dominant she's yeah and you're but, being, built, but she's, you're being built to hide your weaknesses too she's not now she's past 20 minutes all right let's hide that let's it hide just that. doesn't feel like she's being featured a lot and so i don't know if there's a backing for her to continue that undefeated streak so also it's heel versus heel where's a baby face yeah you know who, who am i rooting for i don't know and that's the other thing that i wish that they would do what they would do with with dr Britt baker is just go ahead and turn her baby face because she's the most over oh, damn star just she's over her. than half the men <laughs> yes just but go you, ahead. you know all baby faces have two different go people ahead. outside the ring that help them win matches right well and that's the other thing is i would like to see her actually win some matches of her own merit that is the one thing that i did kind of like about this finish tonight though even though it should have ended when Ty Conti got the the stomp on the steel step yeah, and the stomp yeah. in the ring, that should have been the finish. There's no reason why Britt Baker should have tried to go in for the lockjaw other than arrogance. Um, <laughs> but and maybe that was the case. But yeah. Ty Conti, you know, Britt wanted to end this match on her own terms. She wanted to end it with the lockjaw. That was the story she was trying to tell. And in the end, <clears throat> she had to roll her up and beat her. So Ty Conti kind of got a little bit of a moral victory there and looked strong in the fact of, all right, you didn't do it your way. You had to do it this other way. Yeah. That, that they try to do those details and matches and there's a ton of them that don't get through the, the, the noise of everything that's going on. That didn't get to me until you even brought it up. I didn't even see it. So that's why, that's why I note, note that. Uh, let's talk about this here. We have other people saying, Oh, all these people are supposed to show up tonight. We're going to get Wyndham Rotunna, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt. We're going to get Braun Strowman. Where were they? We got somebody. We got got somebody. We got somebody Uh, here. Steven Chambers bringing it up here. Guys, think of Jay Lethal, uh, all elite. Lethal versus Sammy Guevara, Dynamite, going to be a great match. Yeah, they already set this one up right away. Yeah. Uh, Tony Schiavone on the ramp of making a special announcement that Jay Lethal, the former Ring of Honor world champion, a man who was a big part of the kind of pilot episode of All Elite Wrestling, which was the all-in pay-per-view from 2018, he will be All Elite. You know, yeah. He is All Elite right now. He's not under contract right now from what we've known. I asked sources. I asked some people that were on the ground at the show. They didn't know anything just yet. But it's worth noting anyone under contract with Ring of Honor through the end of the year is still under contract with them, but they are allowed to work other shows, other dates. Yeah. So that's that's been public knowledge. So there's no dots that need to be, you know, deeply connected or any other outside sources. <clears throat> that's hundred percent true. You're getting lethal versus Sammy Guevara. This is a hot pickup for them. 
Yeah, and uh, you know it's so it's so crazy. You know, Lethal's been around so long, but you don't realize he's only thirty six. And uh, you know, it's it's exciting. You know, a, a lot of thing, a lot of possibilities with Jay Lethal. Uh, good to see that he is going to be wrestling and not you know you know on a on a promotion, whether it be we talked about it earlier this week on Top Story. We we probably thought he might go back to Impact, but it's kind of cool to see him in All Elite just because of all these matches that he can have. Of course, he had a classic in Ring of Honor with uh, Cody Rhodes when Cody was one of the best heels in the nation. People are booing Cody now, so maybe they can run that back too somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Rick, your take, Jay Lethal and AEW. Sure, why the hell not? Uh, (laughs) I mean, he's a really talented guy. He's going to add more depth to an already really, really stacked bench. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, you know, had that that pipe dream in their mind that yeah, we were going to get Bray Wyatt tonight, or somebody else might show up. Maybe Dan Housen would, you know. I had people, I had people uh, DMing me tonight saying they saw Bray Wyatt at the airport. (laughs) Didn't see him. Nope. I, I I did not I I did not expect uh I did not expect Wyatt tonight. Obviously, Danhausen has a broken leg, so he's out for right, a few. Exactly. I know. I just, yeah. I just, I'm, just Dan Has- I'm just throwing Danhausen out there because I I think Danhausen is a slam dunk for AEW when he is healthy. Yeah, and he's got some friends there. But a uh, great video from Danhausen because he's in a wheelchair right now, and uh, Zach uh, and Matt Cardona as Zach Ryder recreated the Kane segment with uh, Danhausen. That was kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, that was. Let's jump into the inner circle versus uh, men of the year top team street fight. This one was all over the place. A lot of different stuff here. Uh, You had American top team. This is the big uh, MMA gym led by Dan Lambert, a guy who had some experience in wrestling and impact, uh, knows how to cut a promo. He's out there in his velour tracksuit on the outside (laughs) of the ring. Somebody Uh, online called him a dork. And as a dork myself, I was very insulted by that. I think that was a Philip Lindsay, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's he's taking on uh, Chris Jericho and his inner circle team. A lot of different things that were instituted that were invented in Minnesota. Yeah. The ski jump, the snow ski. I was waiting for somebody to get hit with a lutefisk, but it didn't happen. Uh, (laughs) There was a toaster, which I never knew was invented in Minneapolis. Prince symbol, the Prince symbol, yeah, the, the Prince symbol, symbol which got a bigger pop. I think they should have used that bigger. And got a purple rain, uh, purple rain chant. Down. Yeah, uh, this match seemed to go long. You guys mentioned it earlier. It was very audible when Chris Jericho yeah. yelled, "Go bring it home, bring it home!" <laughs> no, but that wasn't that wasn't even the most egregious audible. It that came uh, when he was going to try to do the uh, lion salt to Dan Lambert. Yep. Yep. He hung on the rope and he screamed. Junior, yep, to get up. <laughs> this on the... is when you're supposed to hit me. He didn't say that, no. but he just screamed, "Junior!" and kind of hung on the ropes. And then the Santos came up and punched him. So there were a couple. It wasn't, of those... it wasn't the worst bat. Why were they doing a traditional ten man tag in the beginning? That's my a... question. What the hell? This was a street fight, and they oh, the first ten minutes of the damn match was a a, a ten man tag match, and then uh... all of a sudden Dan Lambert gets in there, and everybody's like, "Oh wait, this is a street fight, ain't it?" All right. I guess through all these damn I, I guess maybe to highlight sammy and scorpio because that's a hell of a one-on-one match that's the only excuse i could come out of that whole thing with yeah, it it didn't make any sense this, no this was my we, least favorite match of the night i think it had a lot to do with the fact that we had already seen a falls count anywhere yeah. uh match earlier on in the night that really kind of went falls to the wall um so this one i'm just sitting here and again, it, it got to the point where it's the end of the night and me personally, I'm dog ass tired. And I'm like, all right, let's just get the hangman. Let's just get the hangman. So when I heard Jericho come in and say, hey, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. I'm like, all right, let's get going. Let's get to the end of the match here. So, but Dan Lambert, that's what everybody wanted. He wanted to see him get his ass kicked. He got yeah. night. 
I, I did, by the way, one, and I know it was brought up earlier in the chat. I loved uh, Jericho doing the frog splash. Yeah. A lot of Eddie Guerrero love uh, tonight who uh, passed away. What was it? 16 years ago today. To this day. Yep. To this day in Minneapolis, maybe possibly. Ooh, yes. I'm, I'm, I, I believe so. So I loved all the Eddie love tonight. Yeah. Um, And Jericho hitting the frog splash on Dan Lambert to win. That was a, a really, that was really good. Match. That was good. The end and of the match. And as Steven says in the uh, chat there, the uh, the Van Raschke claw, I loved that too. That was a lot of fun seeing him do that. But that, yeah, just give him that claw. Yeah. You got to hold the wrist so you yeah, know it's gotta, more gotta, painful. Got to hold it. Yeah. All right. He was at ringside there. That was a little bit of a new. I, I will say, though, Junior DeSantos mm-hmm. looked like he knew what the hell he was doing. Yeah, he, he did. Uh, and it was really surreal to see him and Arlovsky do uh, tandem uh, tag matches. They protected Arlovsky. They didn't have him out there doing too much. You yeah. know, they he got out there. He did his one spot in the turnbuckle, and then they pushed him away just to make sure they could hit the spot. Right. They, there were just some spots where they they kind of forgot their placement, or they yeah. forgot what they were it, supposed it, to do. And that's, yeah, it's understandable when you're it is. when you're getting into the world of professional wrestling at this level. There's a lot of shit going on. You don't yeah. realize how much is going on in a wrestling match until you're actually inside of a wrestling match. I trust me. I know from experience, it's a lot to keep track of. Uh, so look, you got to do what you got to do. So I'm not saying Jericho did anything wrong by screaming no. at junior DeSantos. Hey, no. you're supposed to hit me now. It's like yeah. that scene in mortal Kombat where uh, Johnny Cage is like, this is where you fall down. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, that to has to do more with the production. Turn the yeah. mic down. Turn the ring mic down there. Well, and you can, I don't know that it's going to happen. When he's screaming it, you know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of hard. And you can see Ethan Page doing it too, helping him out too, yeah. helping his teammates out, uh, you know, going, uh, being where you're supposed to be and things like that. So it's kind of cool to see people act professional and help uh, help each other out to to get the best product out there possible. Let's hammer it down with this Falls Count Anywhere six-man match, the Jurassic Express with one Christian Cage taking on the Super Click Party, the Super Click Gang of Adam Cole and the Young Bucks of the Elite. Uh, this is pretty brutal. Jungle Man, now no longer Jungle Boy. He's no. Jungle Man. <laughs> He's jungle the man. man. He's a man. Of course, uh, jungle par- uh, the Jungle Express, the Jungle Party. Uh, jungle Express and jungle, Cage go jungle over life. with a concerto. A concerto. C- Cage could have ended it. But he made sure that that Jack Perry got to end it. Yeah, there is so much in all elite where there are so many opportunities where somebody else can get the big oomph, but they say no. Jack Perry needs to get it. We need to give it to Jungle Boy. We need to give it to Jungle Boy. And I'm not saying that Jungle Boy doesn't deserve it, um, but he's lost a lot of big matches. I don't know if he needs it at this point. When Christian and was sitting there the on end, the ramp, I they thought gave it he to was him at the end. Yeah, and he he pinned him at the end. It was false count anywhere. It made sense. This is a fine match all over the place. A lot of wild <laughs> stuff. Felt like a hard act to follow with the other things they had going on in the show because this was, what, third or fourth match on the show? This yeah, is really. after Danielson and Miro, correct? Uh, so. It's been a long night. Yeah, it was <laughs> after. Yeah, it was uh, It was the, the fourth match of the night. Yeah. Someone I, I told me a lot was... of super kicks in that match, too. Yeah, yeah a couple. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, there, were, yeah. there were a few. I thought this was just the right amount of chaos. Um, I mean, Adam Cole, first off, got busted open early bloody badly like all I, I didn't even see what happened to him all of a sudden i just i just look up and i just see bright red all over my screen i'm like jesus adam what the hell we're four minutes into the match man like, this guy this guy's reading my mind right here uh yeah when christian was sitting on that ramp 
looking at Jungle Boy getting ready to do the concerto. I thought he was going to come in with a spear, man. I, I just felt like something weird was going to happen there. I, so I kind of got the same vibe, but then I quickly thought, why would Christian go through all of this yeah, shit? Right, right. Just, yeah. He ain't jumping. I set him up. <laughs> he ain't jumping, uh, you know, 20 feet down onto concrete just to, you know, lose this match later to screw yeah. over Jungle Boy. Like, he ain't, he ain't he ain't doing that. So that wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense, but I do like him giving the concerto to jungle boy because Christian's yeah. whole big MO since he got there, other than when he challenged Kenny Omega is look, I'm, I'm here to help out some of these young guys and yeah, yeah they're trying to push a uh, jungle boy. I think eventually he's going to be a TNT champ and, and maybe even a W world champion one day. Again, he's one of those four pillows as uh, JR said. <laughs> my pillow, my pillow. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's one uh, of the four pillows. Uh, and eventually I think all my pillow. Pillows- you're going to buy my pillow right now. The voting machines don't want you to buy my pillow. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, and Jungle Boy has evolved. Uh, you know, like somebody said in the chat, he needs to develop. He does need some work, but he's been getting a lot better on the mic lately. He's been cutting some good promos. Uh, so, uh, you know, th- there's a reason why now. he's one of the pillows. He's got a beard now. He's evolving. He needs he's growing up, becoming a man. <laughs> now you're a man. Jungle now you're a man. man. MGF Darby. Let's talk about it. MGF Darby. Mm. They open the show. This one's been built up to for quite some time. Jeremy, your take. Oh, my God. What a, what a, what a perfect way to open up a pay-per-view. These guys just kicked ass and took names. They were uh their reason why they're they're two of the four pillows. Uh because they, they My pillow. This is how you open a major pay-per-view with these two guys. They just brought it everywhere all around the ring and, you know, like uh, Sid was mentioning earlier, you know, it wasn't necessarily just uh dives and, and flips. You know, you saw a lot of great technical wrestling between these two guys and the crowd was invested. It was just a tremendous opening match. Yeah, this this was the match that I think, you know, was perfect to jerk the curtain because you knew the second that MJF was out there, they were invested. They were in, you were going to get a reaction. They want to see MJF get his comeuppance. They want to see him get his ass kicked. They, they love Darby Allen as well. Um, You know, this wasn't the, the typical Darby Allen match that we've seen a lot of technical wrestling. I think this match had three, maybe four standing ovations from the crowd, uh, you know, throughout it. Uh, and, And two of them were after like technical wrestling spots. But I'll tell you what, man, you, you saw enough of Darby Allen. I mean, with I thought that one of the best shots of the whole damn night was MJF tossing him into the ring, and he just gets up, runs to the corner, runs right to the middle ropes, and then boom, here comes the through the bottom rope there, the just bullet, the cannon that the comes speed, out. Right the and speed, the speed, man. How does he not get hurt? <laughs> I don't know. The How does camera, that not hurt? The camera angle was perfect. Yeah. Where you saw just how fast, yeah, and how hard he hit MJF, and it was it was just beautifully captured. Uh, one of my favorite moments. And then, yeah, I thought it was uh, uh, booked to perfection. With the fact that yes, MJF, we've seen him use the diamond ring a million times, but it doesn't matter because he still beat Darby Allen the way that he said he was going to beat him, and that was with a side headlock takeover. Yep. And uh, you know, it, it like uh, like I said earlier with when when Sid was on when you got that moniker that you're one of these four pillars and you're brought into, you know, basically the second biggest spot on a pay-per-view is the first match of the night. And when you deliver, you know, that just shows why you're one of those two, uh, why you're two of those four pillows. So JR is never going to live that down. I'm sure he's got a tweet about it here. Uh, Well, don't let someone in their early twenties go off on a man who's a hall of famer in his sixties about it. Yeah. That never happens on Twitter. Does it? 
Never. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm never. on Twitter. I have uh, 75 followers. I have authority to. <laughs> you know, go off I will on say this much. I think you're giving I, those people credit with 75. Look, I know. <laughs> when you do something, when you do something for so long, man, you know, eventually you just kind of lose it a little bit. I would say Michael Cole makes as many or more mistakes on a weekly basis than Jr. does, and nobody yeah. seems to give a shit. I don't know why they want to hammer home Jr. And, and Michael Cole mistakes? doesn't have to be in a four-man booth, a three-man booth. Yeah, so like, yeah, look, Jr. is going to make his mistakes. It's a live broadcast. If nobody's ever brought, I can't tell you how many uh, just absolutely embarrassing moments I've had in my professional broadcasting career, and none of them have been on national television, and they keep me up at night. Like, so seriously, like, it, it's it's hard. And, yeah, it's and like hard. when we when we get to talking, you know, and we we say their WWE names all the time, like Jr. does. It, it it's not that you know you, you you're used to calling this guy this for so many years. You're gonna call him that every once in a while. Yeah, so. he had a real problem with Brian Danielson and Daniel Bryan, and, and yeah, yeah, I, I screwed that up all the time. Ooh. I screw up Ruby Soho too. You know, it, it happens. I I don't know how Cares. you can screw up Ruby. So <laughs> I don't know how you could screw up Ruby Soho with her new music. That's true. Who can you disrespect them like that one? I, I just saw them in I just saw them in concert too. This much money on this talent to come in on this platform. Shut up. Get over yourself, dork. The only reason you're doing this because you already watched it. BR Live got the heel Kevin out tonight. Yeah, they did. The only reason you're going off on them is because you just want to stink on them because someone paid for you to stink on them, but you haven't been paid to no. stink on them. You, you have to prove it to your friends that yeah. aren't watching all wrestling that they have to watch it with you and like follow my Facebook post and follow my tweet. You are just shaking ass for someone to come most, and touch it. Most, yeah, of these asshole, most of these assholes are just trying to toe that line to get a retweet, you know, yeah. for five seconds of fame. And that's what they're trying to do is just get a reaction out of these guys by these trashing fans, them. And this is the toxic culture of wrestling on the internet, right? These same fans are the same people that are going off on Brian Cage. They went off on him. Brian Cage, not on this pay-per-view, all right? A lot of people think maybe he should be, right? Not on television, all these different things, right? Winning titles on the independents, still apparently, as far as we know, under contract with all the wrestling. And um, sorry, going out there for a little bit uh still under contract am i you guys still hear me and good mm -hmm. oh, yeah yeah no, got you we're, we're got good <clears throat> so i heard i saw some people go off on him and say how dare you like a tweet that says you should be in the main event of a pay-per-view how dare you like a tweet as a wrestler with the televised wrestling company say that you should be he likes someone else's tweet that said he should be in the main event not hanging on page well, I don't, I don't know why it's such a big deal that he liked it, because if you don't believe you should be, why are you in the business then to begin with? Are, thank you, Jeremy. You said what I wanted to say. And guess what? You used your brain to say it <laughs> and not just your BS ego. You didn't you put you put uh, ob objectivity and reasoning and logic in front of bullshit. Yeah. You know, that's, that's and there's so many people. Is. And this is the problem I have. And people think I'm a real ass with it. It's a lot of people buy the bullshit of AEW. They buy the bullshit hook line and sinker. I saw someone with dreads and a beard. So it's gotta be Bray Wyatt at the airport. I, I Braun Strowman's gotta be there because he's so mad. And how come these people that just got released this week, how come Keith Lee can't be there? How come there are people that know better. They know better, Rick, you know, they know better. Oh, and I'm not trolling. Uh, we I'm do not, have some, I've we been do. to two all outs. I've been to dynamites. I've been to revolution. I've been to AEW shows. They're fantastic shows, but there is a cult of unrepentant 
eat hot crap out of the bowl that is Wait, served. Did you just to me. say? Did you just say cult? Like as in cult of Wyndham? Oh, cult, cult of Wyndham. See, cult see, of personality. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. It's the cult we, of Wyndham. We do have some uh, more information uh, about the uh, Jay Lethal signing. Uh, John Alba on Twitter uh, just now. He uh, he is at the media scrum uh, post uh, full gear. Uh, says Jay Lethal said he had about a month left on his Ring of Honor deal. He asked for his early release and he got it. So he is oh. not going to be at Ring of Honor Final Battle. So he so was he is, he is all elite. I was well, right the now. graphic came out that they, they put the graphic out for him being all elite. So I, I, I was waiting to see that because that's usually the uh, it came up during the show, actually. So kind of a bummer for Ring of Honor. You won't have him on yeah. what be the final show of their you know, current era, you know? Yeah, it's weird, and you don't know what it's going to look like when it comes back in April. Hopefully, that it does come back in April for for Super Card of Honor. Well, you know, All Elite already did their damage to Ring of Honor back in 2018, so here we are. <laughs> right? Yeah, there it is. Out. Yeah. Yeah. That is, uh, and if anyone doesn't want to absolve them of that sin, you're not looking at reality. It takes, it took a while. It took a while for Ring of Honor to recover from that. Uh, took a while. <laughs> I don't think they recovered from it. True. Like if, if we're looking, the, this is where they are now, Jeremy. They didn't recover yeah. from it. Star wise, you know? I'm talking about talent wise. They still haven't recovered from that. They still they, haven't. You know, there's some it's, good, it's there's some good talent is, there, man. though. They, they did, they did build up some good talent. Oh, in, yeah. After, after the elite left, Dan Housen, all those different guys, the Brody King. Yeah, I mean, you look at Gresham and all those different dudes that came up hard, but it is the circumstances. More money, go elsewhere. That's what happens. Same thing. Yeah. Happened money, talks. Years. Yeah. money talks. Money uh, talks. Let, let's talk about AEW full gear. Your ratings, boys, one out of 10. What do you give it? Come on. He's stepping up. A nine. I give it a nine. You give it a nine. I think it's a little generous, Jeremy. I think it's a little bit generous. No, I think it's a nine. A couple I'll, give of, you, I'll give you mine in a little bit. What do you wasn't think? A, uh, there was not a bad match on the card. There were a couple of questionable endings. There were a lot of uh, classics. I mean, Punk and uh, Punk and, uh, and Kingston, MJF and Darby, the main event with Hangman and, uh, and Omega. I think we had a bunch of classics right in there. I, I give it, a, I give it a, a solid nine. I'm getting seven, seven and a halfs here. Uh, I want to give you a rating, but I haven't seen the whole show, so I'm not going to give you a whole <laughs> yeah, rating good, because good I haven't point. seen the whole show. So. Damn, BR yeah, you, honestly, you missed. You probably missed the best three matches of the night. I to know. Completely honest and and I, I blame I blame bullshit for that. That's did you see I'm Kingston saying. and Punk? Oh, yeah, I that did. was late. I, so you I saw did that. love that. Did we touch on that? Did we touch on that yet? Or we no? did not. Uh, let's let, let's drill we're... through that quickly before. Yeah, we that and the tag match. The only thing we got to say about that tag match is it should have been a fatal four-way with Cody and Malachi and that. They should have made that a fatal four-way. It Agreed. did not work as a tag match. Agreed, 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 and it was mostly Cody getting. Can they coexist? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and then you did that angle, uh, Eddie Kingston versus Punk. I didn't mean to absolve this match. We're trying to just stay here and within a certain time frame. Uh, Rick, your take on this before we sign off? I love this hot, hot energy for this. Uh, Punk working pseudo heel on it, loved it. Yeah, and I think you could tell that Punk was having fun in this match. Mm -hmm. Like I, As I said earlier on in the show, I think this was the kind of match that he was waiting for. He was waiting for that honeymoon phase to start to fade off so he could kind of just stop being happy-go-lucky. I'm just happy to be here, CM Punk. I love everybody. And he could get back to doing what he does best. And that's being a, a, a shit eating, you know, heel, a uh, bad guy like this guy. He is one of the best of all time. And I think he was finally starting to have a fun with that a little bit and, and showcase that because the fans wanted to cheer for Eddie over him. And he was almost happy to do it. And the other thing that I loved was the, the John Cena tease. 
Like he, he went because if you look at the promo that the exchange that happened between him and Eddie Kingston, it was basically John Cena and CM Punk, but with CM Punk playing the John Cena role. So for mm-hmm. for Punk to come out there tonight and do two and a half moves of Doom, and then like, oh no, here we go! I'm gonna oh. do the five knuckle shuffle. Nobody oh, saw that coming. The middle finger. That was really really good. Um. Yeah, I think that I think that hand or that that match was uh was booked about as well as as could be. It was yeah. the shortest match on the card, but it was ten minutes. everything that it needed to be. Exactly. And, and if they, what did they was, get out of ten minutes, Rick? They got more out of ten minutes doing a minute sliver of the physicality that most of the other matches did before them. They got so much more in terms of reaction, in terms of a fan investment. Yeah. Um, all these other things. This was I saw best. much more people invested in the outcome of this match than any other match on the show besides the world title match. Yeah, this, this was, was this was my favorite match of the night. And you know, it, it's not look if you want to go off of, of moves and, and cool shit and this, that, and the other thing. Well, yeah, obviously you're gonna look <clears> at <throat> the, the Lucha Brothers match or you know, the 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 elite match or whatever uh but from just a f- a, a pure storytelling standpoint these two guys stole the show in my opinion tonight they told a tremendous story in that ring and it's going to keep going because punk offered out the hand to to Eddie Kingston and Kingston was like fuck you i ain't mm-hmm. shaking your damn hand i'm out of here because mm-hmm. obviously he still got some issues with CM Punk and Punk kind of had like this smarmy look on his face as he was extending his hand. Like, Hey, what do you want out of me? I told you I was better than you. I told you you were going to screw this up and you were going to lose. Just shake my hand and we'll go our separate ways. And Kingston was like, nah, bro. Nah, Jeremy, let me know what you think. You already gave the show a nine out of 10. What do you think of this match? Oh, that's I I didn't mean to go to this before we got out of here. What do you call the spinning back fist? What is it? The Urican or something like that? I can't remember what that name is. I call it a spinning back fist. A spinning back fist. That spinning back fist was tremendous just before the bell rang. I love that. This was the match I was looking forward to the most on the card uh, outside of the main event, obviously, which is, you know, but I mean, we've been looking forward to that for a year. Uh, So this was the car uh, match I was looking forward to the most. Uh, They delivered. Um, I am wondering, you know, it's hard to boo Eddie right now, especially after that Players Tribune article came out that tremendous article that he wrote on there if you have not seen it or read it yet go to the players tribune and read it it talks about mental health it talks about the struggles that eddie has had throughout his life all the way up until he got signed i mean he was struggling up until he came to aew so uh you know i think that's and the fans are smart i think they a lot of people knew about that and that's why they got behind Eddie more than Punk a little bit tonight. And it's going to really cause a, an interesting dynamic for what I hope is a continuation of this feud because uh, this was uh, tremendous ever since it got started. And so I just hope they uh, can keep going with it. Yeah, I've got a few people asking in the chat whether or not any of the heat between these two is a shoot or a work. Here's the thing. I don't know. Maybe probably a fine mix of a, a little bit. Uh, Back a little then. Bit. Back then, pro- they're back then. Yeah. There was there was That's back. What then. makes it good? If you genuinely don't know, if you genuinely can't tell. <laughs> They're doing their effing jobs the right way. And that's the same thing yep. how I feel about Charlotte and Becky Lynch right now. Those two trading shots with each other on interviews and Becky Lynch coming out and flat out saying, 
no, I don't trust her. And yeah, we used to be <laughs> friends and this, that, and the other. But the way that she delivers it, you're like, okay, I don't know if you're lying to me right now or you're not. But damn it, <laughs> to steal a line from Knives Out, it compels me so. Like, that's, I'm I'm in. You got me in. I'm intrigued. I wanted to see, Great I wanted movie. To see that match and mm-hmm. I wanted to see this match tonight. And uh, yeah, so it's, it, it's working. I don't know if it's a shoot, a work, a mixture of either, but that's what wrestling's supposed to be, man. If I can't tell, you're doing your damn job right. We're working into a shoot, brother. All right, so uh, Jeremy gave it, I think, a little bit too much. I won't give it a rate because I haven't seen nope. the whole show. Nope, I'm. I think nine is solid. You think I'm going to go with an eight point two five. Okay. <laughs> it's like we're playing poker here. Yeah, I see your eight point two five, and I'm going to raise it a point two. If you're watching or listening on demand, thank you so many of the people that are checking out our show on YouTube. Over 22,000 subscribers on YouTube. Thank you so much. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't done already. Vince Russo joins us every single Monday night Bro. after Monday at Raw. Dutch Mantel every Friday night after Rampage and SmackDown. We have Jose G and Rico El Glorioso every Wednesday night covering NXT and AEW. And then Rick over there and I do the Inside Cradle, which is kind of like a catch-all of everything going on this week, kind of a deeper dive. On top of that, Monday through Friday, Jeremy and I will be on what is called we call the top story. It's top three stories of the day, and we cover those in depth for about 20 to 30 minutes or so. So tons of different content for you to check out, all of it for free. No Patreon, no paywall, no none of this stuff. You get it all for free. If you haven't done it already, go ahead and subscribe to Sports Kita on the YouTube, on the Facebook. Turn those notifications on. A lot of people check us out on the Facebook, all that good stuff. And By check out our articles. Thank you, Stephen, by the way, for bringing this up. Yes, Tribute to the Troops is, uh, well, technically today. Check your local listings on Fox. Liv Morgan versus Bianca Belair. Also up right now on the Sports Kita Wrestling YouTube channel is a full 11-minute interview that I did with the EST of WWE ahead of Tribute to the Troops. Uh, so make sure to check that out as well. By the way, everybody in the chat who's asking me like football questions and this, that, and the other thing, since we're kind of time limited here, do me a favor. Ask me those questions anytime you want. <laughs> On the Twitter, right there, at Rick Uccino. You can follow me there. I do cover the NFL for SiriusXM as, a, as another side gig. Follow me there. Hit me up with your football questions there, and I will uh, I'll answer them uh, in my spare time. You'll be live with the XXM tomorrow, cover the Bengals? Bengals uh, thank God it's a bye week, so they're guaranteed not to screw this one up. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't, hold, no, don't, don't count the your chickens one, in. Next one, I'll there. be back live on the air. Channel 88, which is their red zone channel for SiriusXM, will be uh, in two more weeks when the Steelers come to town, so that'll be good. Tony well, Khan giving Hangman a big hug at the media scrum after uh, All Out. Oh, or, or, or full gear. I love my champion. Big, big hug. Invest. We invest in our talent. I love my champion. I am so inclusive to all my fans. Not not the people I cut off on media scrums, but all my fans, all those different things. <laughs> Hangman Adam way Page. too subdued for Hangman Adam Hollywood. Page says he will not reveal what he said to Kenny Omega in the ring after their match tonight. So there you go. Protect the biz. Gotta protect the biz. He just said, he just said, cowboy shit. Cowboy shit. All right. So thank you guys so much for checking out the show. If you haven't done already, go rate, review, and subscribe on any of the apps you're getting us on on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Get us in the top 100 American wrestling, pro wrestling podcasts in the United States on Apple, uh, on Australia, all the different charts. Thank you so much. And if you're watching on demand or listening on demand, go ahead and give us, jump in the reviews. Give us a review of what you thought AEW was. I'll read it on a future show. So definitely go and do that. 
Thank you guys so much. Check it out. And if you haven't done it, follow Jeremy Bennett, JB Huskers, Lost in the Mid Card. Tell him, JB. Yep. Uh, every Thursday, we're on, on a little hiatus, but we'll be back this Thursday breaking down that full gear and uh, seeing what WWE has done uh, this week as well. Of course, Rick, you are busy. You and I, uh, Inside Cradle, every Thursday. They can check you out on the radio, streaming worldwide, W-L-E-W, big, the big the big stick there. The big one, yes. The, the, the big the big 106. The big, the big stick. Uh, they can check me out on the radio as well. I'm on the radio. Check out. Links are up on my, on my Twitter, all that good stuff. Remember, when watching wrestling, do the most important thing, which is what, gentlemen? Enjoy wrestling. Rick, did you enjoy the wrestling? I did. I was trying to come up with a smart ass answer, but I, I just couldn't think. It's too late. I got nothing. Super kick him. That's what everyone else does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. Thank you. Appreciate it so much. Have a good one. See ya. Bye. Damn it. Bye-bye.